Hey, everybody. Good morning. Welcome in to The Wrap. Tom Mazaway and friends on NRM Streamcast on a hump day edition. And a lot of football to talk about. College football playoff out again. Dan Wetzel from Yahoo, one of my faves. Good buddy. Will join us in just a few minutes. He'll talk about his new idea for the college football playoff. He'll also give us some thoughts on Jim Harbaugh and where Michigan stands. And, of course, we'll talk Lions with him as well. And uh, I noticed college basketball last night. My basketball man is here in the house with me, Nick David. What up, Nick? How are you, Amaz? I'm good, man. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, sir. As always, Ethan Perlman uh, by our side, our producer. What's and, up, and kid? It's, and it's great to be here. And, you know, I'm very, very happy to look forward to the college football rankings it's that coming, came out. Man, huh? It's coming, man. It's really coming along. It this is. is. This is a fun time of the year. You and your Buckeyes. It is. And uh, speaking of my Buckeyes. Oh, look oh, at this. Oh, my vomit. Oh, look at this. Look at you. All Some right. conflicting colors you have there, I see. but that's okay. Nice. All Ohio today. All Ohio. Nice job, mm-hmm. man. Hey, mm-hmm. We'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. If you didn't know, Ethan's dad uh, was a big Ohio State alum. Yeah. Made it on the football team with Woody Hayes. He was a barefoot punter. Not bad. Not where'd bad. You go, where'd you go wrong? Um, <laughs> I didn't get the God-given ability to punt or to pass. You didn't get the Pearlman pearls? No, I did not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, last night, Michigan... On the big stage, the biggest move ever for a top 25 team that was not in the rankings prior to the week. They were just an also eligible, and they get into number four. They got knocked right in there. I think that tied Kansas. Didn't Kansas it, it did have a big Kansas, one? Yeah. So they come in at number four, and they play the Big Ten ACC Challenge last night against the number one, new number one team. The Louisville Cardinals, and you know they've had a history. These two teams back in and in, in back in the day, and Louisville just uh, dominated from start to finish, fifty-eight to forty-three. They beat Jawan Howard. Got his first loss mm-hmm. as Michigan head coach, and hey, they didn't play great, but hey, you gotta you can't win them all, I guess. No, I mean coming with two huge wins against UNC and Gonzaga. You just can't beat anybody putting up 43 points. No. I mean... But that has something to do with Louisville, too. But, no doubt. But Michigan does. I don't know. They just not look ready to play last night. No, they, they did didn't. not look ready to play. Maybe, no, it was slow. Maybe that number four ranking got to their head, and this might yeah. be a good thing that they got walloped. And, and it's interesting to think about, you know, you, you say they didn't play a good game, but you only give up 58 points. Right. Right. Good point. That, that doesn't seem like it was a, a bad game for a team, for most teams, only giving up 58 is a great game. To the number one team, yeah. especially, yeah. yeah. So they'll come back, and uh, the Big Ten trailing right now in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. They've won the last couple, haven't they? They have. And uh, you got some interesting matchups tonight. I believe you still have uh, UNC Duke. Indiana, I believe, plays... Do they play Virginia? UNC wouldn't play Duke. And I mean, not UNC Duke. UNC OSU. Okay. Mm, yeah. Um, and then I believe Indiana still has to play tonight, and I cannot remember right. who they play. So uh, the Big Ten still got some bullets in, in the chamber. MSU uh, in the nightcap, number 11 in this last poll. They're better than that, as we know. They played number 10 Duke. They're much better than that. Yeah. Duke beats them 87-75. They were actually up a lot you know, bigger than that in the first half. MSU hung in there. I don't know. They just didn't have their legs under them last do night or think, something. Maybe it was a Draymond State, Green thing. <laughs> uh, do we think Michigan State's better I than number 11? I do. Okay. I, I, they got to get do. Joshua Langford back healthy. Well, that's a crap yeah. shot. They might, yeah. not, they might not see him for the rest of the year. That's going to be... But that, but that would be you a You can big... only play with one player. Cash is, I mean, you can only lean on one player so, yeah, but they for play, so I mean, long. That Duke team yeah. is very good. No, man. it is. It I is. mean, and they you press got... you up and down the court. 
And Michigan State's got younger guys, too, and like uh, Rocket Watts and um, I'm blanking on the other name. Who was there last year, and I believe now he's a sophomore. Um, the shooting guard. Who's who's the shooting guard? You got me. Yeah. Anyways. Big sports expert. Yeah. More, more, more experience. That team will become a lot better with those younger guys. So MSU retired Draymond Green's number twenty three last night. I mean, they talked to him in the first half. I love hearing from this guy. It's, I like him. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't like him. He's like a villain, but you know, rooting for Golden State like I have been with with Steph Curry and falling in love with that team with Clay Thompson and then of course uh, KD goes over there. I mean, how do you not root for that team when they were all together? It was fun basketball. I love up and down basketball. Shoot the ball from three. Shoot the ball from four. Right. Is what, uh, is what the Steph Curry would do. But you know, they fall on hard times this year. They're going to have a lot of repick. Yeah, There's I mean, no I, doubt. I called it. They weren't going to make the playoffs. You did. But I didn't Before think Steph that they Curry were. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to be this. Uh, you know. Struggling this They're hard, pathetic. but they really were the team that that really transitioned where the NBA is going. Though. Yeah, you know, no doubt, small ball, quick, moving from the wing, um, and Draymond was a huge part of that. He was, you know, he's, he's, he's a, beast. a beast, man. He's a beast. He, really he was is. very humble, and and mm-hmm. you know, very. Uh, he's you know, he loves Michigan he's State. Animated. Yeah, 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 he, he loves. Yeah. He loves Izzo. It was great. And Tom Izzo. Izzo, very lovable guy. And he he one of the best in the biz. He became only the tenth Spartan ever. To get their number retired That's at awesome. Michigan State. That That's is very great. cool. Hey, want to thank Jim Reels, Friendly Chrysler Jeep. We are in their studios. It's the uh, Jim Reels, Friendly Chrysler Jeep studios here at NRM Streamcast. Let's talk a little college football now. The the new rankings came out. We're waiting on Dan Wetzel. We'll have him in just a couple of minutes. Ohio State, of course, still at number one. Although they jumped LSU last week, people thought oh, they shouldn't jump an undefeated team, but. But sure. going week to week, yeah, it was a better win. It's fine, and, and they look like a number one team. They're twelve and zero. Mm-hmm. LSU number two. They stayed right where they are. They're unbeaten. Clemson is unbeaten. Georgia is hanging in there at eleven and one. Then the Utes moved up one spot. Utah eleven and one. They're at five. Oklahoma moved up. They're six. They have one loss. Baylor's got one loss. They're seventh. Oklahoma Baylor plays in the Big Twelve championship. And if you remember, just a few Saturdays ago. Baylor had that huge lead. Just Oklahoma shut him up, Just shut him down game, in the yeah. last half, second half, and beat him. So that's going to be a hell of a game. And uh, Wisconsin moves up four spots to number eight. They'll take on number one, Ohio State. So the number eight mm-hmm. team in the country getting 17 points from the number one team, Ohio State. Yep. And uh, it's interesting to think about because we're going to have Dan on, and he brought up some interesting points in an article uh, that, that I read. And you got you know your top three teams that have stayed pretty much the same, even though the orders kind of changed over the last few right. weeks. Two of them are safe, probably with a loss, and Clemson is the only team that is on the outside. Everyone says with that. a loss. Everyone says that. And it's that. because the committee doesn't value Clemson. They look at the ACC and they see it's trash. They are defending champions, though. But they, but it's a new year. You know, as much as I agree, defending champs should have a shot to re- to you know defend their championship. It's a new year. It's new players. Right. Well, somehow you have, you have to rewrite the script. Clemson's defense lost three first round draft picks defensively last mm-hmm. year in the top ten. Incredible. But statistically, this defense is better than last year's. And it's not like Clemson doesn't you know come in and you know they're in the top four you know year after year and they win. You know, they're not just going in there and getting beat up by the big boys. I mean, they yes, they play in the ACC, but 
Dabo Sweeney is a genius, in my opinion. I think he's fantastic Getting paid running like a one. program. Yes, he is, absolutely. But I think Clemson's a real deal. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is no joke. Honestly, I think it's going to be... Uh, I don't know. Trevor, I think it's going to be a re... Trevor Lawrence has struggled this re-mesh. year. Compared to, compared to his freshman year, he's taken a step back, and it's been a pretty I think they're leaning on him step. a little more. I think he's throwing the ball a lot more. I mean... I mean... Step back? Yeah. I, I definitely think it's Growing pains. I don't know that I even call it growing pains. He's ha- He has the same offense around him that he had last year. Almost identical. Um, and yet, he's has he has struggled more overall than he did last year. Well, there's plenty more to talk about on Clemson. I don't, first of all, I don't think they're going to lose, so we're going to see. Exactly. We'll see if they, get, if they win. They stay in, obviously, mm-hmm. if they lose. But... This wouldn't happen. We wouldn't have to worry about things like this if we went to Dan Wetzel's new playoff <laughs> format. And Dan joins us uh, right now on the hotline. Dan from Yahoo Sports and, of course, New York Times bestselling author. What's up, Danny? What's up, Maz? How are you? Good. And uh, Nick and uh, Ethan are here with us, too. And we wanted to get right to it because you got a lot of good stuff out there. And we talked a few weeks ago, and you brought this up. And uh, we, we took it even further. We, we can go 16 teams. We can go 32 teams. But let's start off with your... Your new baby, your new baby, your 18 playoff. How would it turn out this week? Yeah, so reason I'm at eight is because they really don't want to add more games for the players, which is understandable considering how uh, they're they college. Get paid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, college. I mean, they get they get tuition and all that, which is a pay. They do get paid, but of not, course, not quite what um, uh, you know stars at this level are going to do. So. So my, my opinion is this weekend is, is a lot of hype. It's a lot of television ads making it seem like these are very important games or necessary games or meaningful games. And they're just not if you look at them every year. Uh, if, you talk, if you're talking about conference championship weekend, we have five rematches this weekend. Yeah. So five of these conferences have clearly been won on the field. If there's even a tie, like Oklahoma already beat Baylor, correct? Ohio State crushed Wisconsin. We don't need to see it again uh, to determine who the Big Ten. Everyone knows in the Big Ten knows who the champion is. It's Ohio State. Yeah. They're the best team. Uh, Memphis and Cincinnati in in the uh, the AAC they played last week, <laughs> and Memphis won. Now they play again this week. It's completely unnecessary, right? It is so, totally. Right? Mm-hmm. This weekend can go. There's really only one game where a team has to win or go home, and that's Georgia playing against LSU. LSU can lose and make the playoff. Ohio State can lose and make the playoff. Clemson can almost certainly lose and make the playoff. So if you got rid of this weekend and just started an 18 playoff this weekend, we would have four games and we would have Ohio State playing, I, I would give every all the five major conferences an automatic bid, and I would take the best team from outside the top five, uh, the five major conferences as uh, as the eighth seed. So I would have Ohio State playing Memphis. I would have uh, let's see LSU, LSU. Two. They'd be playing Baylor. Uh, Clemson would be playing Oklahoma. Wow. And Georgia would be playing Utah. Wow. Those are your that. four games this weekend instead of what we have here, which is a bunch of rematches, lopsided games. I mean, Clemson's a 28-point favorite. That game will do a very low TV rating. Nobody cares. You would have four great games. 
I would play them all on campus. It would be uh, a much better weekend of football. It's just a better product. It's not that the conference championship games are just terrible or evil or anything. They're not. I'll watch. They're fine. But you can do a lot better if somebody actually cared about trying to do the sport better. No doubt. All the teams that are trying to fight their way in, they'd be in. This would actually be a quarterfinal weekend instead of this Mm-hmm. kind of a bizarro, not really quarterfinal weekend where you can win and not advance and lose and advance and you two teams can win and nothing happens and all of that. I love that's, it. That's how I'm doing. I love it. So you think if Memphis, let's say, somehow beats Ohio State in your playoff, yeah. they're done then. Ohio State's finished. Right. It would be a first round of a playoff game like yeah. any other playoff. So the game would be... At, in Ohio, at uh-huh. Ohio State, at Ohio State, at the shoe. So a team that gets the number one seed gets a huge advantage because they're playing Memphis, not like Oklahoma or Bay, you know, some right. a, a major. Mm-hmm. And you get to host the game like in the NFL playoffs. Absolutely. So huge advantage. And look, if Memphis pulled off the up, can you imagine the TV ratings <laughs> of the fourth quarter if Memphis was up on Ohio State? Oh, it'd be amazing. That would be wild. Close. Right. We get excited about basketball, like, Cinderella's football Cinderella would be unbelievable because it's such a bigger sport. And so, uh, you know, and then would Ohio State probably win? Yeah. But guess what? It, they don't even have to win this weekend. No. It's but a waste. What's the point of the weekend when you don't even have to win? Right. Will they even sell out in Indianapolis for this game? Uh, maybe, maybe not. It's like 60 bucks tickets. They're not, you know. I mean, sixty bucks to get in, like it's a hundred to get into a lion. Right? No, sixty right. is nothing. Yeah, it's it's not a lot because they also make Ohio State fans. If you're Ohio State fan, you're going all right. Of course, we might go to the semifinal, which is going to be in like Atlanta or Phoenix. Then we got to go to the national title. Like you, you're asking fans to make three trips. Why not just play the game at home? <laughs> reward the home fans, the parents, the players, all of that. Reward the communities that support college football all year round like what is Indi- indianapolis doesn't do anything for college football but columbus does you know, all those businesses in these little you know athens georgia and and clemson south like you know the hotels and the restaurants and the, all the things that that make money you know how it is in ann arbor and east lansing of course. give them another game all there's just so they, college football is great because of the stadium why are we going new can you imagine neutral site like saying First round of the NFL playoff is instead of having what we have. That like Ford Field. Make, yeah, we're going to make the Patriots play the Jets again to prove they won the AFC East. But we're going to play the game in San Antonio. You. Yeah, you know, like you'd be like, what? <laughs> That's great, Dan. Here's a guy that wrote Death to the BCS. That worked. Now you're writing Death to the 14 playoff. This yeah. I love it, man. I. Totally love it. I mean, I want 16 teams, to be honest with you. Well, I I would love a big playoff, but I do get the the safety. Yes. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing what happened is, thank God we got rid of the BCS, because otherwise we have three undefeated teams. (laughs) Can you imagine? Okay, in the old system, only two get to play for the title. So Clemson would be the undefeated reigning national champions, and they'd be out. Out. Yeah, definitely. Thank okay, God. The sport would be absurd, completely absurd. <laughs> so at least we got rid of that. But the people who liked the old system basically created the new one. So they designed. It's just not a good. It's just not a well set up playoff. It's a poorly designed playoff. We have five major conferences and four spots, and it 
It just doesn't make any sense. They're playing the games. The semifinals this year are on December 28th, and then the title game is on January 13th. Yeah, that's like, too long. You know, it, it, so much doesn't make sense. No. And it, 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 it's just poorly designed. So They're doing it like the Super Bowl. A quirk here, we can fix this thing really easy. They're giving you the extra week off, too, like like it's the Super Bowl and the AFC-NFC championship game. Yeah. That's, a, that's a killer. It's, and they'll lose all momentum. Yeah. Like, because, you know, there's two NFL playoff weekends between those two games. Jeez. So no one's going to be, t- like, outside of the towns that they're in. We forget it. Right. Yeah. I mean, speaking from like a TV viewership and, and sponsorship viewers, I mean, seeing a Georgia and Utah would be incredible. Oh, I mean, that would allow so cross country. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be huge for the sport. I don't want to see rematches. Right. Yeah, and and like I said, like uh, the last year's TV rating for the title game was two point five. That is a terrible television rating. A playoff game in the NFL is in the twenties. Yeah, like the worst playoff game. So ten times the ratings. You could easily have much bigger ratings. You'd want to see it. You'd also care about all the conference races. Like, you don't really, like that that game I mentioned, Memphis and Cincinnati last weekend. Yeah. There'd be a reason to watch it because you go, oh, which one of these guys is going to make the playoffs? Exactly. Said, you never watch it. Nobody cares this weekend either. You'd care about the Pac 12. Like, these games, like the last, this is the last three Big Ten championship games, the winner did not get in the playoffs. That's right. Yeah. What's the point of this game? There now, is no this point. This year it will. Mm-hmm. If, if Ohio State, if Ohio State wins or loses, they're going to get in. And now we have a game where they'll they'll get in whether they win or lose. It's, it's just weird. But TV, ESPN, and CBS have so much incentive to make it seem like these are important because they're you know obviously they're trying to get people to watch. Sure. They. It's marketed so well that it actually seems like something's happening this weekend. Right. When if you really dig in, nothing is happening. Dan Wetzel from Yahoo joining us here on the wrap. Tom Mazaway and uh, friends. We got Ethan Perlman here and we got Nick David. And of course, uh, Dan's come up with another good idea here. First death to the BCS, now at 18 playoff. And. To replace these things, but how about the bowl games? I mean, how how would that work out? Because God forbid we we lose these bowl games. What do we have? Forty one yeah. of them this year. Oh uh, yeah, forty one. But that is including the semifinals and the national championship. Okay, so thirty nine then. Thirty nine yeah. regular bowl. Games. Those would con- but those would continue as is. I mean, like Michigan. You know, I don't know. Maybe you lose a game or two. I doubt it. You know, just add another team. I mean, they got plenty of teams. Mm-hmm. Will this I mean, change this, the conferences, well, Dan? affect Michigan, what's going, like whether we have a conference championship game or not? You could even have the losers of the conference championship this weekend still go to a bowl game. That's right. a good point. I mean, they haven't, which is what's going to happen anyway. Yeah, of course. With they're all making it. This weekend, they're still going to a bowl game. Yep. So it, nothing changes. You just This weekend becomes this huge event for college football instead of this, like, you know, because you're going to be sitting there going, why am I watching this? Right. So, so Dan, uh, this is Ethan, by the way. Um, yep. There are ten conferences in the FBS, and I, I do like the idea of having one or two. I don't know if Cinderella is the right term, but the non-power five schools in the you know college football playoff. Would it make sense to do a sixteen-team playoff and put? Every conference champion in that way you get you know the other five conferences that are not power five you get one team in from them and then the be- the other best six so you could have eventually you know two SEC or two Big Ten 
uh, teams, but that way you have more of a chance of a unknown possibly rising through a college football playoff. I, I'm not. A, I don't dislike that because, like, like Boise State's very good this year, and you'd have a pretty good debate over whether Boise State or Memphis should go. They're both like ten or eleven and one or something. Um, but I just know adding games is just a non-starter if you're even trying to. Like, I used to be. I used to definitely be in favor of a 16-team playoff. Division one AA as a 16-team playoff. Division two and three. Like they have 24 games. Like, High school football has huge, huge playoffs. Everybody, I think everybody makes the playoffs these days. They got <laughs> they so do. tired of people claiming they they got uh, like not chosen. They just said, "All right, everyone's in." I love um, it. I, I just in in terms of like fitting it in the calendar and not adding games, I think the eight does it. it it's, I mean, look, you know, God bless the math, and, and if they haven't one of those really great like that Western Michigan team when PJ Fleck was there. Maybe they rise up to be the best of the rest, but you know I, I don't think just sending Central Michigan or uh, off to to get crushed by Clemson right. uh, does anything. It's you know, does idea. much. So I, I'm willing to to cheat those guys a little bit on that. I think if we have one of them, though, it'd be kind of fun because usually one of them's pretty good. No Boise, doubt, Central Florida, like there's there's and those teams that those teams that get to 11 and one or 12 and 0. Like there was a year Boise had like six NFL draft picks. Like you know they went unbeaten, and everyone's like, "Oh, how good are they?" It's like, well, there's six guys drafted, including a couple in the first round. Heck like, yeah, they're good. And how about Kellen Moore now as uh, the Kellen- uh, offensive coordinator for the Cowboys? Yeah. What happened to Chris Peterson, Moore man? Was a great college quarterback. What, what happened to Chris Peterson? He leaves Boise State, goes to Washington. What's he having a nervous breakdown out there? No idea. Yeah, he just. I think a lot of these coaches have made so much money. It's just sort of like, eh, let's take a couple of years off. Yeah, he came, he's taking a role as an athletic advisor, is what yeah, they're but, saying. Mm-hmm. Didn't give a reason why. And and they they, does four or five million dollars a year now. Yep, that's uh I mean, something. Something's so going you get on. Tired, and you're looking and going. I might not do as well in the next couple of years. So I'll just quit now. Just chill out for a year or two. Come back. Uh. Come back at a different job. It's all like, like Chris, you know, anybody would take Chris Peterson a second. Anyone, no doubt about it. I mean, Dan Wetzel would be excited about him. Dan yeah. Wetzel from Yahoo. Speaking of Michigan, it's a hammer meat nail. That was a good column by Dan as well. Yes, it was. Fifty-six twenty-seven. Ohio State rocks the Wolverines eight in a row. They beat them. Uh, 15 of 16, 17 and 19. You can go on and on. Jim Harbaugh is 0-5. They're getting blown out the last two games that they played them, and it's not even fun. Ryan Day, uh, 15-0 as a coach to start it off, Dan. I mean, what, what's up, man? You know, Michigan just is nowhere near Ohio State's level. And, uh, you know, I think Michigan fans, want obviously they want that, but the reality is they're they're just not an elite national program. And Ohio State either is or is on the – they're even on the cusp of it. Right. Their last trip to the playoff, they lost 31 to zip. Sure. They got pounded, you know. So I think Michigan is historically a 2-3 loss team. I know they go back to like the 1970s and stuff, but that's just a different – we're almost 50 years – you know, 50 years ago since Bo showed up. No doubt. Completely different era of football. And – they point to, you know, well, we won all these national titles. Those were in, like, 1904. Right. To be, like, Pioneer High School or something. <laughs> I know. Um, you know, so 
Michigan, they go, well, back in the day we could compete with Ohio State, but Ohio State wasn't wasn't a superstar program. They were very, very good in the Midwest. They were the best in the Midwest. That's what you're competing with. And then they go out west, and both those teams would lose all the time. And it's just a different era. They're just not at Ohio State's level, let alone Alabama and Clemson. And I know Harbaugh was hired to get there, yeah. but he hadn't done it. He's tried a lot of stuff. I mean, he's had his satellite cams everywhere, and he's had his, let's do spring practice in Florida, and let's do... Let's go to uh, Venice. Let's go to Venice. Every, <laughs> you know, every gimmick, the quotes. I mean, he's done everything he could to create attention for the program. Sleep in a treehouse. They have good play. They have a lot of good players. Ohio State has a lot more of them. This year's recruiting class, the kids who are verbally committed, now, if you look, I think people read recruiting rankings wrong. If you look at the like Rivals.com right now, Ohio State is the third best uh, mm-hmm. class in the country. Michigan has 10th, the 10th best. Now, you look at it and go, well, that's, that's kind of even. Yeah, Ohio State's a little better, but you know, a little. Up. Right. Ohio State's first eight commitments are all rated higher than Michigan's top recruit. Man. Michigan's top recruits like the 87th best player in the country. Now, if you look at it like an NFL draft where there's 32 teams uh, around, you're in the third round, late in the third mm-hmm. round before yep. you're making a pick. And That's Ohio amazing. State just got. Unreal. And they have two five-star recruits already. Michigan doesn't have any. And yeah. so it doesn't even look like it's getting better. I think they're up to three now. Yeah, three. Ethan just put his three (laughs) fingers up at me. What does Ohio State have on? I mean, I am an Ohio State guy, and depending on what rankings you look at, um, for example, if you look at it on ESPN, Ohio State does have the highest rated recruit for this incoming class. And it's impacted. I mean, they get guys that they know will be at a position of need going forward, and that. You know, this year being a wide receiver, next year they already got a QB signed, or verbally committed, I should say. Um, they they recruit based on what they know they're going to need going forward, and the the ability to get these five-star and, you know, upper four-star recruits, you know, so far in advance that you can kind of already plan out your system, it, it makes it a lot easier on a program going forward. Absolutely, they get, you know, and it's not that Michigan doesn't get great play. You know, Rashawn Gary was the number one player in the country or something like that. They, they, Harbaugh has done a good job with that. He hasn't done a good enough job. And that's it. So Michigan either has to say, look, we want to be Ohio State, and Har- I don't think Harbaugh is going to get you there. I've seen no evidence that he will. He's done everything he can. It hasn't happened. I don't know how he doesn't have a lineup of great quarterbacks yeah, in the system. We've said that with you before. It's amazing. If anything, yeah. he should be landing that player. Exactly. He's a 15-year NFL veteran quarterback who didn't do it on talent. I mean, he's talented, but he was, you know, captain comeback. He was yeah, right. Hard work. He coached Andrew Luck in college. He co- he got to the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick, and and this is Tom Brady's alma mater. I know. Like, He's got Tom Brady vouching for him, and they still don't have like all these quarterbacks. So, like, what's up with that? And it, you know, it, 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 he's done a good job. He's gotten them back to being a two-three loss team that can beat Michigan State and beat the teams they're supposed to beat. And and you know, this year they got Notre Dame, 
You know, Notre Dame. You know, Notre Dame is, is I think, a better program than Michigan right now. But they crushed them in that game. Notre Dame quit in the rain. They had no heart in that game. No. Nope. But that's it. You got three losses, and you might have four. And if you know, like, this is who you are. So you either say, "This is who we are." It's a great place to go watch a game. The team's fun. We do pretty well. Or you sit there and say, "We need to be Ohio State. We're gonna, you know, we're not gonna. We, we got to get rid of Harbaugh." But I, I just, I think you're more likely to find a worse coach in Harbaugh yeah. than a better coach. Right. I just, I just don't think. I think Michigan fan has an unrealistic sense of how good they are in the country. They haven't won a, they haven't won a league title in 15 years. Well, they want to win, yeah. Dan. They want to yeah. win. Who, do, who doesn't want to win? Well, that's a they good point. Win, but... They want to win. They got a ton of money, media attention, great college town, stadium, fight song. They got a lot going for them, but won. Yeah, it's on, been a long time since they won. Okay. Yeah. On that note, uh, Dan, you growing up in the Northeast, uh, you know, transplanting here. What is your interpretation, or really, I don't know, view of the rivalry? Um, you quote know, as a sports unquote. writer, like, quote unquote. I mean, do you even like see it as a rivalry? Um, you know, kind of just from an outsider's point of view. Um, I mean, my brother, sister-in-law went to Ohio State. Uh, I'm a Michigan fan, so you know, it's you know, ingrained in my bones basically. But for you coming outside. What do you see it as, honestly? I'm Red Sox-Yankees. I can tell you that for sure. Well, it is a rivalry because everybody wants to win so bad. Right. And that it's a rivalry because the Ohio State hasn't said, we no longer give a crap. And, you know, Ohio State, I think, you know, Ohio State fan still, all they care about, they care about beating Michigan, no matter how many times. They could beat them the next 50 years, and it might still matter this much. So... The pressure that Ryan Day was under uh, after the game, I mean, this guy was, like, exhausted. Yep. I mean, he just looked, like, so relieved. He didn't even look happy. He just looked relieved. <laughs> really like, did. Right. His face was all red and everything, and I don't think it was from oh, the cold. Yeah. <laughs> it was. He was just like, I, yeah. I, you know, my God, I haven't stopped thinking about this. Uh. I got the job. We finally beat him. And, and, so as, and as long as that's the case and the fans are that into it, then it's a rivalry. But it's not a competitive rivalry. No. Right. Um, but Ohio State, I mean, it just isn't. 17 of 19. Ugh. Eight in a row. You know, eight in a row. I mean, Ohio State's goal still is beating Michigan, but it, its real goal is beating Clemson. That's what they're chasing. Right. And, and along the way, they just they ha- they have to beat Michigan. But it's so they still focus on it. And as long as they do, it's a rivalry because you know it's it's one thing for like. The smaller the the smaller program, the smaller school, if you will, to to focus on it and want to beat them. But as long as the big the, the as long as the hammer cares about the nail, yeah, mm-hmm. you know the nail always cares about when the hammer's going to hit because um, it's going to hurt. But I don't know. So it's a rivalry. It's just not competitive, and I don't know when it. Look, Michigan's going to beat them one of these days. Yeah, they There's will. Going to be an upset. You can't win. Every game, well, maybe. But maybe. <laughs> doesn't say that in the rule book. No, but, it doesn't. Uh, but, like, are the programs going to be even? No. It's going to take a long time to get over these last two losses, especially. And Ryan Day, like you said, started off 15-0 and now as a head coach, 12-0 and this year. But then you brought up Larry Coker. Back in 01, when he took over from Miami of Florida, they won a national title. He was 24-0, and he was fired four years later. Mark uh, Helfrich in uh, Oregon took over for Chip Kelly. 
24 and 3. They won a national they go to the national title game. He's canned 2 years later at 4 and 8. So Ryan Day, he's not out of the woods yet. George Seifert, I remember, took over Bill Walsh's team. They won a Super Bowl and then they kind of went sideways after that. So Ryan Day is not safe right now. He's had a happy year this year, but that pressure's still going to be on him. Yeah, and yeah, you've seen it. Uh, Barry Switzer at the Cowboys. You know, yeah. you take over the machine that's running that fast and that good, and you can still win it. And does the but the thing? So there's always that chance that this is all a mirage on Ryan Day, and and he's not actually a great coach. He's not Urban Meyer and all that. Um, here's the problem. You, when you listen or watch that guy, do you think that's the game? Not right now. No. <laughs> Not right now. This is the game plan. Like, that guy is yeah. super impressive. He's and 40. Really knows what he's, doing. he's 40 and years old. He's, like he's a young man. Yeah. yeah. He's a young yeah, he's man. 40. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't sit there and go, boy, uh, he's like Larry Coker. <laughs> he was an old guy. It's just, yeah. It seems like this guy knows what he's doing. He does. It's scary but good. That's right now. It's like Michigan fans' big hope is like we're all getting fooled. Oh man, he's no Luke now, Fickle. All of a sudden, they go eight and four, and you're like, "Oh, this guy didn't know what he's doing." The only team they beat was Luke Fickle. You know, <laughs> he took over a, a team and, and on, on fire. He took over an interim team. That, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's it. Interim coach Luke Fickle on a team that had nothing to play for and total scandal and all that. That's the only team they beat in the last uh, what sixteen years. Yeah. Dan hey, Wetzel. You know, if, if that doesn't happen, if Tressel's emails don't come out, uh, uh, the yeah, sweater vest straight. still owns us. No doubt yeah. about it. But I still can't he, wear a sweater vest. The, he led the Urban Meyer, who Tressel up increased the program, and then Urban Meyer took it to. He built an SEC program in the in the in the Midwest. Yeah, he did. Dan Wetzel joining us from Yahoo Sports and, of course, a great author. And before I talk about your books, Dan, one thing on the Lions. And uh, a couple weeks ago when they lost to the Redskins, you wrote something about uh, Matt Patricia. Are we getting any better? Is he better than Jim Caldwell? We all know he's not better than Jim Caldwell, at least not right now. He's going to get another year, him and Bob Quinn. What do, do you think the Lions are right now as a team? Uh, well, for us this year, they're... You know they're a mess. Maybe they're two and two to go end it if they're lucky. Um, just because of schedule, but you know, look, I was not opposed to firing Jim Caldwell. Neither was, was I. A very bold move, but I did not think Jim Caldwell was going to really make a playoff run. Um, he just always struggled at the end of these big games. But you, if you're going to make that call and say, I'm going to fire a really competent coach. And, you know, look at 9-7, and 9-7, and seven, two playoff. You know, he was a good coach. Yeah, he, he was. Wasn't a Solid. Coach. So if you're going to say, listen, I got Stafford, I got all these players, we're going to make a bold move and get a guy better who can win a Super Bowl. And that's what they said. You can't hire in your coach. You, the guy you hire happens to be your friend. <laughs> It's not like it was a real national search, or they had no. some proven winner out there. And he came in with baggage. Came in with right baggage. Off the they rim. didn't know about, but mm-hmm. that's but uh, you know I'll give him a pass on that. But you hire your friend. You didn't like Ron Rivera from the Carolina Panthers just got fired. I know he will be hired next year. He's a Super Bowl coach. Like you go, all right, hey, we got Ron Rivera. All right, I like this. That's a, that's that's like a real search. Correct. I hired my buddy who I've interned with back in the day, and he's going to replace Jim Caldwell. 
and the team falls apart. That's a bad look. Two years in a row, what, what are we doing? Not doing the right thing, that's for sure. Not, I mean, yeah, you just not. This is not competitive football. I mean, they got three wins. Forget nine. Like, forget Ken Patricia coached the big game. He's never been in one. No, right. Good point. And the Lions are just—they're just not even—they're not even laughing stock, Dan. They're not even up to that. No one even knows who the hell we are. To be that—that's what bothers me the most as a Lions fan. No one knows who the hell we are. We're just a nod entity, the team that plays on Thanksgiving. That's it. That's all we are. I went. I took my family. My family and I went to the Thanksgiving game. I was there as well. Something to do. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even feel like an NFL game. <sighs> so sad. In there, it I truly know. does. It's just like so it's the Lions game on Thanksgiving. It was just sort of like everyone's kind of resigned to defeat. It's like a high school game. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're in a nice stadium and there's tons of people there and they got the jerseys, but it's like, eh. Just, I don't know. It's depressing. I don't. I don't. I don't know how people buy regularly buy the tickets. I know. Stop it's I expensive. Get it. of course, you did the football, but it's a, It's you know. And then we're going to sit there on this. You're going to say, "I'm gambling everything. I'm making this bold move. I'm going to hire my buddy I've known for 20 years." And you're all wrong. And he's like, "Yeah, we'll go give him another year." I mean, <laughs> are they going to give him another year? Yeah, Probably. I think they will. They're going to because uh, the Fords don't fire people. It's just right. That's yeah, their mo. All staffers hurt. Like, they weren't going anywhere before Stafford's hurt. You're wasting Stafford. No doubt. An MVP-type season he was on, too. It's too bad. Yeah. Hey, Dan, uh, holidays are here, and uh, you've got some great books out for some young adults called Epic Athletes. And you've put this series together with Macmillan Books. You can get them anywhere. Of course, on Amazon. You can get them anywhere you sell books. Tell us a little bit about them. It's uh, there's classic sports biographies uh, designed for middle school readers. So we've got Stephen Curry, Alex Morgan, LeBron James, uh, Tom Brady, uh, Lionel Messi, Simone Biles, and Serena Williams. Yeah. So if you've got a, you know, grade three through eight, pretty much, but at least you know somewhere around middle school, on your shopping list or your kid, buy one non-electronic. I love that. And I'd buy like the whole uncle, series. You're going to seem like this like cultured individual. <laughs> no doubt like, about it. Man. Book. You bought a book. I'm buying these um, for my daughter, my little daughter. Them. They're good. They're I'm fun. buying these for my little kid. I used to get. Remember the Scholastic uh, paper that used to come out? Mm-hmm. I used to get so excited when that paper come out, and I remember ordering the Jim Kick and Larry Zonka book from the '72 Dolphins. I mean, I, I just loved them when those books like, came in. Like that. Unbelievable. Yeah, basic, basic sports bios. They focus on when the the players were. Middle schoolers, kind of that age, especially. Because it's actually pretty, like, Steph Curry's, you know, off the MVP and all that. But when he's in seventh grade, he's too short. You're not big enough to play. You know, Serena Williams, greatest tennis player ever. When she's in seventh grade, sixth grade, you're, you're not as good as your older sister. Uh, you know, Brady was... <laughs> Brady, as a freshman in high school, did not get off the bench for his JV team. He didn't throw one pass. Wow. He lost every game. That sounds amazing. <laughs> That's great and, stuff, Dan. You know, uh, LeBron was always a stud. But <laughs> most of them, uh, there's the, but LeBron had all sorts of other issues. That, you know, he didn't have a father and yeah. different mm-hmm. things. So it's just... Uh, they're, they're, like I said, we're, we're fighting Fortnite or whatever. I know. I hope you win, man. One non-electronic, Please. you can buy your kids. It's not expensive, or you buy your nephew or niece. Um, I think our best seller is Alex Morgan right now. Well, I, I bet. bet. Yeah, so pretty. She's pregnant now. 
He's having a baby. That's not in the book, but yeah. <laughs> you got to do an addendum now, Dan. Hey, Dan, thanks no, for coming no, on, man. It's always a great time talking to you, man, and reading you. Appreciate you having me on, man. Thanks, right, Dan. Dan Wessel from Yahoo Sports. And, uh, of course, check those books out. Epic Athletes. You can check them out on McMillan Books or anywhere on Amazon. You guys would love them. And your parents would love to have these books for their, mm-hmm. for their kids. He's right, man. Instead of getting them an iPhone or... Yeah, with actual paper. Yeah. I love book. it. I mean, I used to love... Did you order books as a yeah, kid? Yeah, yeah. How about you? Yeah, yeah. I, I love those like scholastic books. Yeah. These, these books are like... In, I'd probably read them. I, I would read them. I mean, I loved when you got you know the handouts to take home. Yeah. But then also every year they'd have the book fair. Oh, oh yeah. sure. And I like, go to my kids' like, book fair. I'm more excited like half, than her. Half yeah. of like uh, <laughs> or two and a half hallways are filled with books, and you could just spend you know hours looking through them all. Oh yeah, man, it's a different time. It's hey, we got time. lots more to talk about. More NFL news, Red Wings and uh, Pistons as well. Now they got some news here in the NBA. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more after we take this quick break from Jim Reels, friendly Chrysler Jeep. Yo. Check out the newest member of Jim Reels' family of dealerships, the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. During the Black Friday sales event, lease the 2020 Jeep Compass Limited 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. Or lease the 2019 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Bighorn 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. For your best deal, it's the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. And there's nothing more friendly than a great deal from Jim Reels. All right, thanks to Jim Reels. Friendly. Chrysler Jeep. Go see Brian Ackerman. You could also see him up on 14 Mile and Van Dyke and uh, in Warren. So go up and see him. Tell him Maz sent you. It's a great time to buy a car. Trust me, I sold them. December and November are great months to get a car. I want to tell you about the Michigan Sneaker Exchange as well. Our good friends Juan Neal, Jake Schreier, and Julian Evans means of labels and logos in Loose Cannon Flagship. They're going to be hosting the Michigan Sneaker Exchange at the TCF Center, that's Kobo in the old days, on December 7th. Vendors from around the state will be in attendance swapping sneakers, showing off the latest trends in fashion. December 7th coming up this Saturday, noon to 6, 20 bucks at the door or online. Get you in the TCF Center, formerly the Kobo Center. Looks great, too. All the lettering on it. It looks really professional down there. For tickets and tables, visit MichiganSneakerExchange.com. Exchange is with an X. Welcome back to The Wrap. Tom Mazaway and friends, Nick David, Ethan Perlman sitting in with me today. We just heard from Dan Wetzel. What do you think of his 18 playoff? Wouldn't that be cool? I think it's awesome. I mean, because these games this weekend, most of them are a waste of time. They, no, they are totally are. Waste of time. The spreads are they're huge. Ridiculous. Yeah. The, you should never have a 29 point favorite in a playoff. In a, in a playoff, or I mean, even championship game. I mean, the only game that is honestly even remotely I'm interested in is uh, LSU Georgia. Yeah, LSU Georgia. I mean, Georgia. that's going to be a, yeah. a serious game. And I root for Virginia to maybe pull the upset two weeks in a row. Yeah, first, time, they they, first time they've beaten Virginia Tech in in quite some mm-hmm. quite but, some time. But Clemson is rolling right now. I'm telling you. Yeah. People they are. Talk, talk bad about them at all, but they're rolling right now. They're beating. They're beating down teams. Right. I, well, I, it's because they say they don't play anybody. I know Ethan's going to go on his, his ramp. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but when your non-conference schedule is unimpressive, I know, and your yeah, conference they, is unimpressive, right? You're if you're Clemson, you're expected to roll those teams, and when you struggle against one or two of them, that that shows that maybe you're not as good as teams think you are or the you know the nation thinks you are because you're not able to easily beat teams that any other if you put them in a different conference the SEC the Big 10 other teams 
will roll them. Yeah, for um, sure. I mean, LSU having four top ten wins. I mean, that's, yeah, you know, and that's the well, interesting five, thing. That's the interesting thing. They, I saw a tweeter post this morning comparing OSU and LSU because people still believe LSU should be ranked ahead of OSU. Right, and it really doesn't um, matter right now. It no, doesn't, it doesn't matter right now, and unless. In all opinion, unless LSU destroys Georgia by 20 or more points, they're not going to jump Ohio State, even with a win and an Ohio State win. But Ohio State has more top 25 wins than LSU this year. They have—there uh, was another stat in that tweet. But for people that believe that LSU is better than OSU, I think there's a serious debate. And yes, it could be LSU, it could be OSU. Yeah. I do think Clemson is the third or fourth best team this year. You're probably right. And so, you know, if we were still back in the BCS days, I would have no problem leaving out the defending national champ. Yeah. Because you're not the one or two best teams in the, in the country. I mean, based on schedule alone, there's no way they would be in there. No. But they're still unbeaten, and thank God we don't have the BCS anymore. Because no, that takes that takes the it. monkey out of the room. I no, mean, it really does. That's you know that's but you don't have to think about it. With the eighteen playoff, I mean, like Dan said, there's no adding games, right? You don't mm-hmm. want the kids to get hurt. Right. So, you know, it's more school they probably miss. Well, take yeah. a couple of games out during the regular season. Right. I yes, say, I would say take out a non-conference. Yeah, game. I mean, yeah. some of the crap that you play in the beginning of the year that you're paying right. these schools a million dollars, nine hundred thousand to come take a beating. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you guys paid Army what nine million to almost lose that. Game? No, it wasn't nine million. Almost nine hundred thousand. Oh, nine hundred. Yeah, Army yeah. was really good. I was that like day. nine million. Lord. Well, no, there was a. Oh no, it's a Kentucky basketball game that they lost oh. to Evansville was nine million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> not that much. I thought it was. No, oh, no one pays so. that much. It's Either like a mil- way, it I think a, a million's a max you come and take a beating for. Well, we'll have to look that up after the show. Yeah, yeah. no big Either deal. Way, it's a were, lot of money. You bet on Evansville that night, it was 8,000 to one. Wow. How great was that? God. That's like one of the best moments of spring. That'll win an no, SB for sure. No, that has to win <laughs> an SB. <laughs> so John Calipari's performance afterwards, my God, it was amazing. Speaking of ESPYs, Dickie V, 40 years on the network. Love this it. This is his anniversary today. Hey, baby. You know, I love Dickie V. I know love a lot him. of people are tired of him. They call him the mascot and all that. I love him. I he, love him. It comes him. from yeah. the heart. It yes. pours out of him. I dig him. Yeah, like Always I was telling dig. you guys earlier, I was lucky enough growing up to uh, have gone to quite a few Notre Dame football games, and I had breakfast and lunch with Dickie V a few times, and he's just like that in real life. Oh, he's yeah. animated and full of life and love, and he loves his family. I've been a big fan of him my entire uh, life. How could you not like yeah, him? Yeah, he's fantastic. Him and his glass eye. I know. And, and he was here with the Pistons, and of course, you and D prior to that. That's right. Callahan Hall. Mm-hmm. We still got the Dickie V court there at, at Callahan Court. That's what the no. Titans are playing on. He's so. a legend. He is a legend. And uh, last night he saw two not impressive games for Michigan teams. Michigan falling to Louisville 58-43, and MSU falls to Duke 87-75. to But Draymond Green's 23 goes up to the rafters at the Breslin Center. So that was a, a great moment. Uh, taking it back now, let's talk about a little NHL. Red Wings, seven wins on the year. 7-20 and 3. They lost to the Isles the other night. Islanders are on a good streak. Uh, they're playing a good year this year. Yeah, Red Wings we are, are a 10 game, 10 losing, game streak. losing streak. 10 game losing streak. My and lord. Next game, they play the Penguins. Is that long? They don't play till Saturday? Yep. Good. They got a few days to lick their wounds, obviously. 7 o'clock uh, against the Penguins on Saturday. The NHL, really not on my radar at this moment right now. I'm not really paying that much attention to it. Is anyone really paying that much attention I mean, to how, it here in how, Detroit? How do you? Right. You know what I mean? Like, 
we don't have any you know big name stars. We signed our life away with Ablocator to that eight year deal. Uh, I mean, right now they're just kind of a non entity. The know, only thing you could talk about is the Johan Franzen news. You know, he comes out mm-hmm. and not Johan Franzen. Uh, who am I talking about here? Like, talked about Franzen. Mike Babcock. Mike Babcock. I thought that that wasn't Franzen. The Mule. Was it the Mule? Yeah, it was him, right? He talked bad about. Uh, he, well, he said. Mike Babcock, he jumped on the uh, jumped on the train. It says Mike Babcock's one of the worst human beings uh, ever. Great coach, though he said. Mm-hmm. Great coach, though. Mike Babcock is not getting not, not getting, getting a job praise. right now. Yeah. He's not getting the jobs right now. The Devils fired their coach. Yeah, he's not even on their radar. He's got the best hair in the game. He that's does for sure. But he's got a very bad reputation, and it's catching up to him. Chris Chelios was on uh, okay. the other day, a great uh, podcast, and he was talking about his days as a Red Wing and how. One of his first games, he was under uh, Mike Babcock. He goes out in the preseason. He scores a goal. He's like plus four. The opening game, he's out there, gets another goal. He's a defenseman, mm-hmm. scores a goal. He's like a plus three. After the game, Babcock tells him, what the hell are you doing? You're not here to, to score goals. You're here to play defense and to watch the young guys. Yeah. He's like, cut that out or you'll be on the bench. He's like, coach, I just scored a goal and, and I'm, I'm a plus and I'm playing great. He's like, just you know, you listen to me or you get on the bench. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. And Chris Chilios fell into right into place. Right he, in his role. He listens to the coach. He listens to his, his, his uh, elders, whatever. He falls in place, does his thing. Then comes the outdoor game in Chicago at Wrigley. Red Wings mm-hmm. and Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Chris Chilios' home crowd in Chicago. He didn't want to play him. He was he threatened them all week. I'm not going to play you in this game. He's got all his family and friends <laughs> at this game, and he's threatening them and threatening them. So the coaches get with him, get with Babcock. Come on, Mike. He's got to play. Let him play. So he puts him out on the first shift. Benches him the entire rest of the game. No way. Benches him. Yeah, really? just for spite, just to say. I've never. No one's going to tell me to play my this. players. Yeah, it was a great podcast the other day. It's, oh man, you got you got to tune into it. Absolutely. Uh, just look up Mike Babcock. Excuse me, Chris Chelios on Mike Babcock. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. During that game, the outdoor game, his son was like sitting behind him in the stands, and. His son was handing him beers during the game. That's how much he wasn't playing. Kelly <laughs> oh also was drinking God. beers. On, on the, and then they tell him to go in on the last shift. And he didn't. To kill, he's like, the hell with you. Brad yeah. McCrimmon was uh, the assistant coach. Mm-hmm. He said, go out there. and uh, He's like, no way, man. I'm not going out. I got a nice buzz me. on. <laughs> he might have had a nice buzz on at the time. But, I'm not ruining this. Well, some yeah. great stories are out there. But man, Mike Babcock. I did not know any of this about yeah, Babcock. As, as good a coach as he is, he is... I guess to these players, not a good human being. And Mike Commodore yeah. came out and really let him have it, and uh, some great stuff on him. We're in touch with him, matter of fact. And next time Darren and all of us are on, we're going to have Mike Commodore on, and awesome. he's going to tell it like it is. I mean, he's got I some great to that. Babcock stories. And there, there is an article right now on Freep.com yep. um, where Johan Franzen yep. does call Mike Babcock the worst person that he has ever met. Yeah. My God. Not only that, he embarrassed Franzen so badly in one of the games that he almost had a nervous breakdown in Nashville. It was a playoff game. And mm-hmm. he undressed him in front of the team and continued to hammer him and hammer him. And he went into a depression. He said, just this year, I am starting to get my best sleep. After yeah. all these years have passed, 
That's wow. how much it bothered him. That is and it turned out he crazy. had concussion and post-concussion, you know, syndrome. Oh, he has CT. There's yeah, I mean, no doubt about that. What, a, what abuse yeah, the guy Yeah, right took. in front of the net forever. But Chelios talks about that and how it wasn't. It was the worst thing he's ever seen. This is a tough man, Chris Chelios. They're mm-hmm. all Franz yeah, is the tough baddest man. men on the planet. Yeah. This guy made him feel like a piece of crap. Wow. I am going to have to do a little more research into that. That's so, crazy. It's really, I haven't heard any of that. It's really something, man. It's a shame. It is. NBA, last night, Pistons beat John Beeline's Cavaliers. And 127-94. They won two in a row. Two blowouts, right? They beat the Spurs yep. mm-hmm. and the Cavs. Which you and uh, Corey were at. Yeah. Uh, Corey, Ian, and I went out to that Piston-Spurs game, and it was a you know, it was a great performance, and yeah. then of course the Spurs go and beat Houston. So does that mean Detroit beat Houston? No, no. I don't think so. No, but there's a lot of controversy in that game. That's not how it works. It isn't. A lot of controversy in that game. Speaking of the Spurs and Rockets, Spurs beat him 135, 131 in double overtime. But James Harden, with about seven and a half minutes to go in the game, dunks the ball. Houston is winning by how many at that uh, point? They're up 15, 15 at that point. So they go up. They can go up 17 and basically lights out after mm-hmm. that. The ball goes in. Bounces, uh, not bounces, but it goes in so fast and back up through the net. Gets caught in the net, yeah. Yeah. And they call no basket. So, and what didn't help, and I got to point this out, what didn't help Harden on this play was I don't think Harden realized that the ball went in. Oh, he did. He went like this immediately. The minute, though, the ball comes back through and hits the floor... He's going after it against a Spurs player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like if that if you truly wanted to sell it, you let the Spurs player pick it up, and if he doesn't go out of bounds, then you go over to the ref and say. But you're supposed to play through the player. You got to play through I, I though. Know. He's being a player. He's I know, a pro. But the refs didn't even know what had happened. Well, I, I mean, mean it's, it's the same thing. Split of, second blink of an eye play like that. It's I tough. Mean, it's you know what I mean? It's the same type of thing you had with uh, when Manu Ginobili way back when tried to do an alley oop pass and the ball went in. And nobody knew the ball uh, went in the basket except that. for yeah. Manu. Uh, right, right, right. So it turns the game around, and the, uh, the Spurs come back and they win it. Yeah. There's people that will say they should play the last seven minutes again. They should blah, up. blah, blah. If you blow a 15-point lead, you don't deserve to win the game. No, totally agreed. Yeah, they're talking about literally going back to seven minutes and 50 seconds and then <laughs> replaying that entire, or just that giving Houston happen. the win. That's never going to happen. That's, That's the absolute happen. most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You don't know what happens. They go up 17. You still don't know You know if the it's other team's going to come back. It's, yeah. That's it is ridiculous. Anyway, the Pistons with two in a row, they hit a brick wall tonight, don't they? Man, they play I, the best team in the East. They, they play are the Bucks. Looking, Bucks are yeah. looking so good. They host the Bucks. So get out to mm-hmm. uh, I would say the Palace, but they're taking that one down. Oof, get yeah. out to Little Caesars Arena right now and uh, Go someone see bought Giannis, the Palace man. sign by the way. Oh, did they really? That's why they were taking down the letters the other day. How okay. much? I don't know what they paid, but they took the Palace sign down the other day. So everyone thought, "Oh, they're demolishing the Palace." So they write all these premature articles. Mm-hmm. They're not taking it down yet. It's going to be like January, February, and I hear they might implode the building. So that's going to be a sight to, to see. I thought they might keep it open for concert use. No, no, no. It's that, sold. That grounds are sold. They're sold. That's okay. what I was for. I was for them either selling it to like Oakland University right. for you know it, you know a convention use and stuff right. like that, and still having it open up for concerts. No one's going to play a concert there when you have Little Caesars Arena. No, yeah. That place I, I, I understand that, but I mean, I've been to a few concerts at the Palace. I thought they were always great they were. compared to they were. some of the other places I've seen concerts. Yeah, but LCA um, is so much better. No, I, I don't say know. So oh, maybe better. not so much better. But depending, again, just location-wise. Depending on, how, depending on where you sit in LCA, 
you can get vertigo. No, you can. I mean, if yeah. you're if you're not in that <laughs> lower bowl, you're getting vertigo. I have serious height issues, and oh yeah, that's real. That's mm-hmm. seriously the gondola real. is scary. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> don't have Joe a, Lewis don't was have like a, that. Do not have a few beers and go up there. You'll feel like you're falling off the edge of the. World. At least you don't have the Joe no. Lewis steps with like no banisters, and the steps are about an in, the steps are like an inch thick. Right. You know, that's all. You have to like barely tiptoe up and down the steps. And, yeah. No, but tonight coming in, we are legitimately looking at a thinner, badder version of Shaq. Yeah, he is legitimately one of the most like phenomenal like ath- physical yeah. specimens he's that a, has ever he's a played. He's a he man looks like child. he weighs like 112 mm-hmm. pounds, but he is so strong he can get to the hoop within like. Honestly, like two long glides, and he's just unstoppable. Well, he honestly is averaging thirty point eight. He is I mean, legitimately going to win MVP again. Is, I know that's what I'm saying. He looks like he's just hundred and twelve pounds dripping wet, <laughs> mm-hmm. but dude is a freak, and he's got Shaq like numbers. Only he's more agile. He's got a nice yeah. pass better too. He does. He does. I mean, like Eric Bledsoe and a few others, like Chris Middleton, got paid way too much money, in my opinion. But you got to keep it those works. players around. But it works. Mm-hmm. But it works. Yeah, you I don't think know. They... Houston did a, an incredible job last year of kind of flooding him into the lane, or excuse me, the top of the box, making him you know decide between that eight foot and in the kick move. They beat him, so they kind of needed you know that extra player probably. Yeah. However, he's so good, he's only going to get better, which is scary. Mm. Once he gets a three ball going. Yeah, he's MVP. Lights out for the next five six years. And tickets for tonight's game are going as low as nine dollars. Wow! Oh my! On, on Vivid Seats and StubHub, giving them away. Um, but these are in the upper level, so you may want to. You could sneak down. Yeah, don't probably. tell anyone I told you that. <laughs> All right, don't tell anyone I told you that. The minute I get in a stadium, I start scanning seats. See where we're gonna be. <laughs> that's the only, uh, way, third that's the only way I've ever gone to a game. <laughs> I have never gone to a game and just sat in my seats. And I know people hate that, but that's me. My man Mike Olway wrote in. They once replayed the last minute and a half of an NBA game that Shaq was wrongfully fouled out in. So there is precedence oh, about that. Interesting. Not seven, and seven no. minutes, 50 seconds. And he also so says ridiculous. NC State plays whiskey tonight in uh, the okay. ACC Big Ten Challenge. Uh, he's a big NC uh, State fan, and we owe him something. Poor Mike Allway with that football team of his. Mm-hmm. Throw him a crumb. I want to thank all our friends, Angel and Steven, Kelsey and Cole, and of course, Dan Wetzel from Yahoo Sports. Love him. What a great guest he was. Came up with the perfect 18 playoff. Give it a look if you can. You can check him out at Dan Wetzel on uh, at Dan Wetzel on Twitter. Nick, I want to say thank you to you. Thank you, You're sir. My man. Appreciate Ethan, you. Thanks. Thank you. I'm off to jury duty, guys. Have fun, my man. Assault <laughs> handle, charges. Woo! Handle the show for me, will you? I got okay. you. The wraps back on Friday See with Mac on NRM Streamcast. It's Maz saying, see ya.